Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. Hallelujah. Let's say his name, Jesus. Come on church, Jesus. Say his name again, Jesus. Strongholds come down when you say his name. Mountains get moved when you say his name. Healing happens when you say his name. Miracles happen when you speak his name. Listen, friend. You've come to the right place at the right time. For God to do something special in your life today. Tell people all the time, why not today? Why can't today be the day for your miracle, for your answer of prayer? Thank you, Jessica, from my heart. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want your kids to do well. Uh, this one's done well both my other ones because it's live stream and they're watching <laughs> they're wonderful too <laughs> and they're very talented and um, I'm blessed to have three wonderful daughters and uh, this is my little athlete because uh, I thought I was having sons and God gave me daughters and uh, so he gave me, I'm blessed, that's exactly right. And then they produce grandsons. I'm really blessed. So um, worship team, thank you for allowing my kid to be a part. You didn't really have an option, but, but uh, I, I appreciate you welcoming her and uh, letting her be a part. But you, whether she was on the stage or whoever was on the stage, you were ushered into the presence of the Lord today. You feel Jesus in this house, don't you? Hello? That's what should happen in church. We shouldn't just go through the routine. Even though the baby was crying through the dedication, I still felt Jesus in the house. While the worship was going on, I felt Jesus in the house. All components of a service, you should feel the Lord. Today we conclude our series on living is amazing. And this month as we have found that place of purpose, we've dealt with the character of Lazarus and that tomb that he was placed. I want us to go back to our text that young lady read to you today, John chapter 12 verse 24 and we welcome you live stream audience, YouTube and FaceTime and all the world is watching now. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bring forth fruit. Not a little bit of fruit, much fruit. I'm convinced without any question you are to produce fruit. And I'm not talking apples and oranges here or bananas or ananas. 
I've learned that word in Italian because I love it. Your life should be producing fruit. It's souls. It's ministry. It's connection to help people know who Jesus is. Last week, Pastor Jennifer and Miss Abby did a phenomenal job ministering to you. It showed us a number of components, but one of the things I wanted you to see is the investment in young adults. You can't just say you love children. You can't just say you love teenagers. You just can't say you love the young adults. It's a process of development. I was so proud of Miss Abby as she stood before you and that camera and let thousands of people watch her. Half of you would have passed out. Just walking up in stage and having the lights and the camera, you would have had three heart attacks. I would have had to pray a miracle for you. But that young girl got up here and delivered the word of God. Jesus and his word changes us. So today we finish this series. And I want to deal hard with this place of purpose. I think most of you've got it. But God has destined your life for this place. Now that, for you, some of you think, oh, that's just a year or that's just a few months. This moment, you have been destined by God for this place. When you accept your responsibility, you will find out your life gets better. So just to remind us that we're on our journey to heaven. You don't just snap your fingers and appear in heaven. It's a process. It's a journey. Salvation happens, and, and, and that journey with that relationship with God happens, and you go on this course of life where you don't do the things you once did, and you're faithful to the Lord, and your service to the Lord. You participate, and God sees you working and serving and loving and caring and he says my beloved my child my son my daughter he's our heavenly father he looks at us as, as his children and, and today he's looking down at us saying there they are my children from all over the world, they're sitting there in Rome or watching somewhere in the world and they're saying, there's my children. Today I want, number one, to be that starting place of purpose. Identify every place that you're at and make sure you understand that the current place that you're at is your place of purpose. Because if you keep thinking, I can't wait till I get to the next place, you're going to miss some incredible opportunities. I'm only here, some of you say, I'm on a contract. God bless the contract. 
But you didn't get the contract because you got the contract. God got you the contract. Only about 50% of my room believe that. I'm sure the 100,000 just watched that. They 100% believe that. Listen, God got you that job. God's got you that place that you're staying. And you've got to say, okay, I'm in that place right now, so I must have a purpose. Because the Bible says the steps of the righteous men are ordered by God. So if you say you're not in that place of purpose, you're telling me publicly then you are not in right standing with God. Right? You don't want that to happen. You want to be in that place. For some of you, it's school. For some of you, it's a job. Some of you, this is the first place away from home, your home country that you've ever lived. Some of you that are new to Rome are saying, oh, mama mia. Right? How in the world did I find myself in this city? God. God put you here. And if he puts you here, he has a reason for you to be here. So don't waste your time. Stuff happens in that starting place. Sometimes it's issues. Sometimes it's sickness. Sometimes it's the career change. You know, don't look at this as I got the promotion, so I moved to Rome. Sometimes people come to our city because of sickness. And they found that in this hospitals here, there are certain hospitals that they can get the proper treatment. I've also found that in this city, there are people come here because the education process is is acceptable to some nations. and, And because of that, they come here to further their education. Listen, my friend, if the American universities are sending people to here, that should tell you something. They're saying, hey, there's some good universities over there. And because of that, we have to accept that this is our place for this moment. Sometimes marriage brings you here. You were from another country, but you married an Italian. Or you found yourself here and you're looking around and saying, oh, man, look at all these beautiful people. And you find yourself. Can I tell you, though, you will not stay in the same place forever. But while you're here, or while you're there, for those of you watching, that's your place of purpose. Number two, the place has a dying part. It's not just the living part. There's got to be a dying part. Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth fruit. Did you hear what I just said? You've got to go through that process. Some of you like just the living part. But when the hard stuff comes, to use it again, mama mia. It's hard. 
The job's hard. The education's hard. The home situation's difficult. The roads aren't good. You hear what I'm saying? There's always, I don't care what country you come from, there's always a way to complain about your current situation. But why don't you use that as God doing a perfecting process in you and helping you be conformed to his image because you're dying. You're going through some hard times. There's some difficult season that you are now involved in. You say, oh, how am I going to get through this? God, speak his name. In the middle of the difficult moment, speak his name. The dying process is, it, it can be rejuvenating for your life because God's working on some areas of your life that need some attention. Look at your neighbor and say, there are some areas that need some attention. Now, you would have helped your neighbor out if you would have said it a little bit more firmly. I'm just speaking truth. I'm speaking it. I'm just, you're trying to help me here. Hear me. The process is not easy. Well, I lost my job. I didn't get the grade I wanted. I didn't pass. Are you listening to me? I had to stay longer. I had to stay shorter. The process is not always easy. And some people throw in the towel and run away when it gets hard. That's the moment to take the name of Jesus and stand up and say, I'm a child of God. And though this is going to tempt me, though this is going to try me, though this may persecute me, I'm going to walk through this fire and I'm going to walk through this tomb and I'm going to see God work in my life. That should have been more than 10 of you clapping. Because there's not a person in this room that are not, have been, going currently, or will be going through a difficult moment in your life. Because stuff happens. But it's the part that's the dying. Make sure that you define your purpose. Define it. There's a definition to it. But make sure you know God is in the middle of your purpose. Okay, say it again. Make sure you know God is in the middle of your purpose. You must, you, it must be clear. When it's cloudy, it's not God. Do you hear what I just said? When it's cloudy, it's not God. Uncertainty is not God. Do you hear what I just said? When you can't figure it, it's not God. God is clear. God is direct. When you are walking in God's will, you know it's perfect. Do you hear what I just said? People tell me all the, all the time, is this the right person I should marry? He walking with God? 
You walking with God? Have you had plenty of time? Plenty of counsel? Then possible. That's one of the biggest decisions you're going to make in your life, right? Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but some of you rushed into that process. <laughs> Whoo, baby, she looks good. Maybe she's half blind, so she can't see how bad I look. But I'm going to go. And when she says yes, whoo, and you, you missed all the parts. You missed all the process. And all of a sudden you're married and stuff is not sweet anymore. Problems start happening. Are you listening to me? Listen, my friend. Though things have happened in the past that have been difficult, when you add God to the equation, he can work it out. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Though the past, and I, I, I mentioned marriage there, but there's other components, other components of your life. Starting point, difficulty. But once we're in it, you include God in the equation and everything's going to work out. But you've got to trust in God. God is working on your behalf, even if it's in the desert, even if it's in the valley, even if it's on top of the mountain. God is working on your behalf. And I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. I, I alluded to it, but don't speed through the process. Don't think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about education. I pushed my girls to get as most education that they could possibly get. And I'm thrilled now that I look back. My baby yesterday or Friday, I guess now, she turned 31 years of age. So now I've dated my daughters, okay? So <laughs> three-year span, you could figure this out. <laughs> but I pushed them to get as much education as possible. So their doctorate degrees and their master's degrees and, and just continuing education. That was important as a father. I wanted them to keep going. Some of you are the younger and you're thinking, oh man, if I can just get through the basic stuff. Keep going. Push. Someday you will say, yay God. I was led in the right direction on that. And lastly, this place of purpose. Throughout the Bible, you will find that people have learned to love each other even when it's been difficult because they found their place of purpose. You know, we often mention to people because they ask us at restaurants or out and they see Jen and I together and they want to know how long we've been married. And as soon as we say 40 years, most people freak out. 
I mean, they raise their hands in the air. They start yelling, and I'm thinking, what in the world? They said, that's highly unusual. Listen, my friend, God is in the equation. Without God, we would not have made 40 years. But with God, 40 years. And in a couple more months, it would be 41. She's already trying to figure out how we're going to give a certain gift when she, we've got 50. I'm glad she stepped out for this portion. But there is that place. I've figured out that my marriage is, it, it has a purpose to it. There's a lot of people watching us. But more importantly to me, my daughters are watching me. My grandchildren are watching their poppy. They're seeing how poppy responds. You think it's easy for me and Jen to be halfway around the world when our daughters that we love are way over there and our grandchildren? You think that's easy? No. But I've found my place of purpose for this moment in my life and I have to allow the Lord to work in that journey for me so that I can stand up here on Sunday and say, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And every single week, this congregation and the congregation out there realizes that I'm going somebody place with God. I've got it. Yes, I'm convinced these stories are important in the Bible. You look at Ruth's story. Look at Esther's story. Look at Nehemiah's story. Look at Moses' story. Look at Joshua's story. Look at David the shepherd boy's story. Look at David the king's story. Look at Elijah's story. Look at Mary and Martha's story. Lazarus's sisters. Look at Lazarus's story. I'm dead. I'm in the tomb. I've been there four days. Some of you are not getting this. It's that place. Some of you think unless I'm making good money, unless everybody loves me, unless, unless I got plenty of things going on here, it's all good, good, good. There must be something happening that's bad. Let me tell you, these stories that I just rattled off because that's who I taught you last year, those stories are important. Their lives all had problems. But God gave them the victory. How could you get a more difficult problem than death? Lazarus had a big problem. His sisters had a big problem. Their brother whom they loved died. You talk about a problem. That's a problem. That's a crisis. But in the midst of crisis, God comes through. Speak his name. Speak his name. 
Watch what happens when Jesus shows up on the scene. Watch in the story. Time after time after time, God walks in there and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus didn't stay in the tomb then. He gets himself up and he says, here I am, God. I'm ready for this miracle. Listen, it's your story. Those stories are written down. But God's keeping track of your story. Do you hear what I just said? God's writing your story down. Are you getting this today? You may be dead. <laughs> hey, Pastor, I'm sitting here. I'm not dead. <laughs> you should see it from my side of the table. You don't know my story. I may not know your story. But God knows your story. And God can make your place a place of purpose. See, I'm convinced that this Bible was written so that we can learn from everyone and every place. Everyone in every place. You see, they had a place of purpose. They had a place of purpose for their life. You see, without a manger, there would not have been the birthplace for the Christ child, Jesus. Can I say it again? Without a manger, there would not have been a birthplace for the Christ child, Jesus. Without a wedding at Cana of Galilee, the place, there would have not have been the first miracle. If it wasn't for the Sea of Galilee, there wouldn't have been Peter walking on water. Are you getting me? If there wasn't a cross on Golgotha's heel, there would not have been the Savior of the world. <laughs> and the veil ripped in two. <sighs> if there wasn't a tomb in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus was laid, there would not have been a place for the resurrection. If there wasn't an upper room in Jerusalem, they would not have a place for the Holy Spirit to descend. If there wasn't a Mount of Olives, <laughs> there wasn't a place and there isn't a place for the future return of Jesus. I've never looked at it like that. A place has a purpose. Some of those places you look at, even from your Bible knowledge, and you say, that's a difficult place. I mean, Golgotha, that's a difficult place. But I gave you those specific places today for a reason.
Miracles are great. Miracles happen in a place. Answers to prayer happen. Faith happens in a place. Are you getting me today? Peter would have stayed in a boat. He would have never walked on water. Peter stayed in the boat. Some of you would have never stepped out of your circumstances before and said, if Peter can do it, I can do it. Hear me. The wind and the waves obey Jesus. You may have stepped out of your boat and you said, how am I going to get through this? Jesus. He's about to walk to you into your situation and say, peace, be still. I've got this. I can handle this. Because there's nothing too hard for God. Please don't miss your place of purpose. Some today, you've not found your place because you're trying to do life without Jesus. Today, I'm going to ask you to give your life to the Lord. Some today have gotten lost in your place of purpose. This stuff has happened. We're going to pray for God to open your spiritual eyes to see your victory. Some today, you may be trying to figure out this place. The place you're presently in. We're going to pray today that you trust in this journey. I know who I am. This service was started. The songs were chosen so that you get the whole message repeated multiple times. I know who I am. I'm a child of the King. God's got this. There's nothing too hard for our God. Would you bow your heads, please, across this room? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. And today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today, that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.